Welcome to Perspectives, Faskin's legal voices on business. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us on today's episode of Faskin Perspectives. I am Daphne Willem, a Senior Associate in our Labour Employment Practice at Faskin. Hi everyone, I'm Vinolan Nadu, also a Senior Associate in the Labour and Employment Practice at Faskin. Today is the second part of our series on artificial intelligence, the impact of the fourth industrial revolution and the possible impact of PAPIA on the workforce technology usage. We will be talking about the role played by AI systems in the selection of candidates for employment and the possible dismissal of employees by these AI systems. This is definitely something that our grandparents can't even get their heads around. And it's quite challenging for organizations as well. To make things very practical, I think we should consider this topic through the lenses of PAPIA, the dynamics around employers and employees, and the impact of technology in the workplace. Vernolan, can you kick things off by shedding some light on what employers need to consider when implementing third-party AI applications? You're quite right to start this conversation off by looking to make it as practical as possible. I recently read an article on BBC.com from earlier this year titled AI at Work, Staff Hired and Fired by an Algorithm. In the article, it reads, many workplaces already use automated decision-making for simple tasks. Take, for example, Uber, who assigns driving jobs to its drivers automatically by a computer, and Amazon, who uses AI to monitor systems to watch its staff in its warehouses. And many firms already use automated systems with no human oversight in the first stage of the hiring process to narrow the field. In addition, discrimination by an algorithm has been well documented in recent years, often as an unintentional side effect of using systems that fail to take into account for racial bias. These insights from the Trade Union Congress in the UK is calling for, number one, an obligation on employers in the UK to consult with the unions on the use of high-risk or intrusive AI work. Number two, the legal right to have humans review decisions. Number three, legal right to switch off from work and not be expected to answer calls. And finally, changes to the UK law to protect against discrimination by an algorithm. This is very interesting. It's clear that innovation is is preceding regulation. But now, for those people who are drafting the regulations, who are still humans, they would need to work much quicker to keep up with innovation in the world. Bringing it back to South Africa, in South Africa, we are seeing clients implementing systems that are aimed at monitoring their employees' performance while they're working from home. Some clients we have seen are implementing systems that help them fast track the recruitment of potential employees. These clients were previously grappling with their obligations in terms of POPIA, as they are aware that these systems will be processing their employees and potential employees' personal information. So while they are all employers permitted to implement these systems to help them with their business operations, they often struggle whether these systems will infringe on the rights of employees and to what extent technology can be used in the selection of prospective employees and obviously the dismissal process if they are used in the workplace. Very importantly, employers are often uncertain about whether they have received the necessary consent to process these employees' personal information, either in the form of the employee's employment contract or their workplace policies and procedures, which often regulate the processing of personal information 
and permit the implementation of these systems. Certainly something, and I'm quite sure, fun for the, the judges in the future. So South Africa isn't too far off from what we are seeing in the UK. So Vanolin, what do you think are the positives of introducing these AI systems into the workplace? We are seeing chatbots getting more and more sophisticated and are using tools for communications with customers. In a Forbes article I recently read, and similar to your point that you mentioned, HR teams use AI pre-screening of candidates before inviting them as to who's the most suitable candidate. And this is an increasingly common practice at large companies to increase their productivity and save time. And from a learning and development side, companies like engineering firm Honeywell have developed tools which use augmented and virtual reality, also known as AR-VR, along with AI, to capture the experience of work and extract lessons from which it can be passed on to newer hires. Let's bring it back to where we are today. So in South Africa, how does the law help employers navigate the legal requirements when implementing AI machine technology that impacts employees and potential employees? So going back to the practicalities of this topic, I'd like us to just talk about the AI and robotics infiltrating into the workplace in respect of hiring and dismissing employees. The questions that employers should be asking is whether they need employees' consents when introducing the AI systems? And then if they do get the consent, is the consent that they previously received from the employees for the processing of their personal information sufficient to cater for the introduction of these systems? I'd like to add to what you were saying with the addition of the question of can AI flag performance issues and could it play a role in how employers navigate disciplinary hearings, so other forms of dismissals and employment issues. In this instance, Section 71 of Poppy is triggered. Of course, the obligations of the employer in terms of our labor laws would also come into play, and this is independent of the provisions of Poppia. I would say to our listeners that this should be the first thing top of mind when HR and IT teams are introducing AI systems in the organization. They must consider the consequences of Section 71 of POPIA, which specifically address automated decision-making as related to personal information. This section provides that a data subject may not be subject to a decision which results in legal consequences for them or which affects them to a substantial degree, which is based solely on the basis of the automated processing of personal information intended to provide a profile of such person, including their performance at work, their credit worthiness, reliability, location, health, personal preferences or conduct, just to name a few. 100%. But this also means that employers need to be cognizant of their employee contracts and policies. For instance, updating it for the inclusion and allowance of AI systems for employment reviews, selection processes, promotions, and so forth. This provision will therefore have consequences on responsible party employers who would need to process this information through an AI or automated system in regard to various legitimate business reasons, be it for enhanced work performance or better workplace efficiency. However, and to come back to your question whether previous consent or other justified grants would be sufficient, Section 71, Subsection 2 and 3 of POPIA provides for an exception to its preclusion, and it includes if a decision has been taken 
in connection with the conclusion or execution of a contract and the request of the data subject in terms of the contract has been met. Or if appropriate measures have been taken to protect the data subject's legitimate interest, or if it is governed by a law or a code of conduct in which these appropriate measures are specified for protecting these interests of the data subject. So in relation to the appropriate measures under Section 71 of Papia, this states, A, it should provide for an opportunity for the employee to make representations about a decision. B, it should require the responsible party employer to provide the employee with sufficient information about the underlying logic of the automated processing of the information in order to enable the employee to make representations in relation to the decision that the automated system would make. Of course, an employee's contract can also have a provision in terms of which would regulate the processing of their personal information by an AI in accordance with Section 71, as we've discussed, and amongst compliance with the other provisions of POPIA. Ultimately, and given the topic of our discussion as to whether an AI can dismiss an employee, an AI, like any other employer, must still comply with our labor laws in relation to dismissals. And in not delving into much detail on our labor laws, an underlying requirement in pre-dismissal processes is to give employees an opportunity to make representations. Moreover, an employer is required to assess the particular circumstances of the employment issue at hand and to finally make a decision that is procedurally and substantively fair. So as much as AI systems would play a role in an employer's decision-making in many facets, it would seem to me that the final decision would still need to be done by us humans for now in the employment context. And I think we will need to watch the space if and when AI substitutes us in making these decisions. But I kid on that aspect. It's been good to discuss how technology systems relate back to the relevant regulations and how this impacts the workplace. In conclusion, what would you say HR practitioners should keep an eye out for in this space? I suppose keeping up to date with AI systems for workplace environments and its integration in providing an aid in decision-making processes when it impacts on employees. So in this regard, ensuring particularly that contracts as well as workplace policies, codes, and procedures are substantively updated in line with our laws on data privacy and employment, amongst others. And importantly, making sure a balance is struck between optimized AI integration for maximum workplace performance, productivity, efficiency, whilst at the same time ensuring that the AI's data set and processing is programmed within the confines to adhere to the applicable laws would, of course, be key. It's amazing to see how technology and regulation is becoming so much more intertwined with the rapid advancements of changes in the workplace. I've really enjoyed having this discussion with you, Daph. And given the fact that I'm a lawyer who specializes in employment law, I also love to keep tabs on data privacy law and bringing in my passion for technology and new ideas. So it's been a great discussion. Thank you for joining us for Nolan. We'll chat again next time on the third part of this series on artificial intelligence. Thanks.